Welcome back to another Youth-Centered Podcast. It's Saturday morning. We are in week six of this pandemic, uh, and obviously the new normal here at the Youth Center. Uh, We continue to obviously be closed to the public and to our kids. Uh, but we're continuing to try to do a lot of things without throughout the community and uh, you can follow all the th- great things we're doing on all of our social media so today i got a special guest um, it's always great to have a uh, guest that actually grew up in north andover and in this case grew up with coming to the youth center and everything else so we have the one the only uh, he has become a bit of a legend here in north andover uh, Sam Murray. Welcome, Sam, to the podcast. Rick, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's good to be on the other uh, end of the interview spectrum, in a sense, because I'm used to interviewing people, so uh, this is a little bit of unfamiliar territory, in a sense. Yeah, and uh, if people don't know, Sam's going to give a complete bio, but uh, the most latest thing that North Andover will know is Sam is literally the entire sports department at the NATV. Uh, you will see him with all of our sports teams, boys and girls, basketball, football, baseball, whatever it is conducting interviews uh, i was at a bunch of basketball games this year and he's actually behind the mic doing the play-by-play and then uh he's obviously doing interviews after the game he's he's an amazing one-man show but he is a lot more and actually his job is full-time not at natv so we're going to get into that a little bit but sam for people that may not know the legend sam murray <laughs> let's uh let's give me a little bio from uh from you being that young kid up through high school college and beyond Uh, Yeah, so uh, I grew up here in the great town of North Andover. Uh, My mom is uh, a townie. She grew up here. My grandfather's a townie. So uh, really, North Andover is rooted in the blood. Um, But, you know, I went to the high school here. I came to the youth center here as well. It's it's good to be in, uh, you know, some familiar territory, in a sense, you know, at the basketball court behind me and everything. Um, And, yeah, I played sports in high school, Uh, you know, had a lot of friends here, and uh, went to the University of Rhode Island afterwards. And... uh, Got involved with the college radio station there, which was great. Did that four years, became the sports director there. Uh, got to witness the uh, University of Rhode Island Rams uh, go to the NCAA tournament twice, and I got to travel with them, so that was really cool. And, um, you know, since then, um, I work uh, at NBC Sports Boston as a video editor. So a lot of the highlights you see on uh, their original programming, whether it's early edition or Boston Sports Tonight, uh, I have a hand in that. So it's cool to see kind of the fruits of your labor on TV. And like you said, I'm also at, uh, at North Andover Cam uh, doing the sports, uh, you know, for them. And it's not a one-man department. I can't give myself all the credit. Uh, Bill Robert, uh, who is the operations uh, director there, he's been great, and he helps me with a lot of stuff as well. Um, but, yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of me. Yeah, so we got to know Sam as a middle school kid and his crew. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about his uh, infamous crew uh, <laughs> shortly. Uh, and then obviously I saw him grow up uh, and graduate high school. And in typical, uh, I tend to lose sight a little bit of kids when they go off to college if they're not either working for us in the summer or whatever. And then I started to pick up information that this guy, Sam Murray, was actually doing a lot for the URI Rams program and their sports program. So, Sam, let's talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Like, how did it start? Um, What did you actually do? And how rewarding was that in terms of getting experience to what you hopefully uh, will continue to do? Uh, Yeah, so um, obviously I went to URI um, in the uh, fall of 2014. I was still a little shy kid. I mean, uh, I was obviously, I had a lot of friends here and I was really, you know, social here. But when you go to college and you're by yourself, because I was one of two people from my high school to go to URI, at least for my class, uh, it was tough kind of branching out. And I really had to take a leap of faith uh, going up to the, to the 
the college radio station WRIU, which is 90.3 FM down there. And uh, going up to them on one of those first night things and introducing myself, and uh, it took a lot of courage. And uh, it was uh, it was tough to do that because I wasn't used to having to do that for a while, at least with, with making new acquaintances. Um, but I got involved right away. I did a couple of broadcasts. My first broadcast was actually uh, a women's hockey game, and I was the color commentator for that. So that was fun doing that. And then I branched off. I did football, men's soccer, men's basketball, women's basketball, men's hockey. Um, and then I kind of, you know, I, I, as the more I got my feet wet, uh, the more I became ingrained with them. And I became the sports director for them uh, my sophomore year of college. Wow. And it, yeah, <laughs> it was really fast tracked. Uh, I guess they really liked me a lot. <laughs> sure. But um, so, yeah, so I really got more involved with it as, uh, as I went on. Um, got to travel with the team. I went to uh, Brooklyn, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Sacramento, California for them when they were uh, – I, I, I happened to get was, lucky. Was that the basketball team? Yeah, that was the basketball wow. team. I happened to get lucky that they were really good, probably yeah. the best they've ever been. Now, D- Danny Hurley's the coach at that point? Yes, no, Danny Hurley was the coach. Okay. And uh, he actually left for UConn my senior year. So right after that, he, he left. So kind of a, <laughs> a sore spot for URI fans. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, and, he's a great coach. Give us, give us a Danny Hurley nugget. You, you were around with him. You flew on planes with him. You were around the practice thing. Mm-hmm. Give us something about Danny Hurley that maybe the average person doesn't know. Uh, the average person doesn't know? Um, he really is uh, a, a, a player's type of coach. Uh, when you see him on TV, uh, he's kind of like uh, all business. You know, he gets angry. He's famous for, like, stomping his foot a lot. Um, but I think that's more of an act than his actual personality. Every time I interacted with him, which was a handful of times, uh, but he was great. He was really respectful with the media. Um, really, uh, I just think what you see on TV is is not him. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was great. I, I loved being around him, and I loved covering him. So what was your major at URI? And, and did you like URI in general? Forget the sports piece. Did you like the school, the academics there? Uh, yeah, so I was a journalism major. Um, so... Uh, not a lot of people go into that um, nowadays, at least personally, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I love the department chair, uh, John Panalone there. He was great. He was a great professor. Uh, the classes were great. And I think the thing that you or I started to embrace, at least when I was there, was they started to embrace of uh, don't just be in the classroom, volunteer for other organizations. So they encouraged outside of the classroom activities, which I thought was really great. And I think for people who want to go into journalism, whether that's sports, or news, it's important to get involved in other areas that's not just in, you know, in the learning environment. Absolutely. Um, you graduate from URI, um, and if I'm correct, uh, you came home to North Andover. I and did, you yes. still You still reside in North Andover. Uh, I do, uh, at least for another month, and then I'm moving to uh, Medford with a couple buddies. Good for you. Good for you. All right, <laughs> take me through graduation. You get that diploma, and now it's like, okay, it's the real work field. Uh, how hard was it uh, getting some work, and was NBC Boston something you jumped in right away with? Uh, so it was a couple months before I went to NBC Sports Boston. Um, I graduated in May, and then I didn't get, uh, I didn't start working for them until October. Um, so it was a lot of, you know, looking on job sites every day, seeing if there was a new posting, um, you know, kind of like having to ask people like, you know, do you know anyone? Like, uh, have you heard anything? And kind of doing that. And I had two jobs before I ended up working at NBC Sports Boston. Uh, one of them was uh, installing lab furniture for my friend's company, so I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning every uh, day, which I wasn't used to. Sure. So that was kind of a tough adjustment. And then I worked at, uh, at J&M 
on Main Street as a, uh, a pizza delivery driver. Wow. Before I got the job. But uh, working in sports, at least breaking into it, is tough because you kind of have to – you either have to be incredibly good at what you do to the point where people know who you are or you kind of just have to get lucky. And I think I got lucky because I saw a job posted at NBC Sports Boston. I applied for it thinking, ah, what the heck? And it turned out that I actually – you know, caught the eye of someone. So it was kind of a lucky situation in terms of that, but um, it's tough breaking into it. It really is. You, you kind of do have to know someone in a sense. So you've been at NBC Boston for how long now? Uh, about a year and a half now. I think it is like a, a year and six months. Okay. So break it down for me a little bit. And I'm sure as a new person in the field at NBC Boston, um, that you got to do a little bit of everything. So tell me what actually you're doing for NBC Boston. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a video editor. So um, basically that is taking footage from uh, – Game footage uh, from basically all the sports, uh, primarily uh, basketball, football, baseball, and hockey, and a little bit of soccer here and there, um, and con uh, condensing it into 45 seconds to a minute highlights that uh, appear on TV. So um, NBC Sports Boston at least has two shows that they do primarily, which is Early Edition and Boston Sports Tonight. And essentially the producer will ask for, can you give me you know, clips of good Tom Brady, for example? And you go through all the game footage that's in the system, and uh, you put together 45 seconds to a minute highlight of that. So, so primarily, that's my job. So what, what's an average day for you? So let's talk prior to the pandemic, because I do want to get, like, what's mm -hmm. your life now since you've been uh, dealing with the pandemic. But before the, before the pandemic, give me an average day. What time do you go in? Are you there all day? What time do you go home? What's the whole deal with that? So primarily, I get there at 2.30 in the afternoon. So I am a, uh, a second shift worker, in a sense, which I'm fine with because I'm more of a night owl anyways. Um, but I get there at 2.30. Uh, the producers typically start laying stuff out uh, around like three o'clock, something like that. And uh, from three until 11 o'clock at night, I'm, uh, I'm working with video when I'm putting stuff together. What time do you, what time do you clock out? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Yeah. So their programming runs from six to 11. Okay. So primarily from then is when I'm the busiest. Okay, offline, you talked to us a little bit that obviously the world's changed for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, tell me about what your relationship working with um, NABC uh, right now in terms of the pandemic. Are you working less hours? And I, I think you're branching out in some other things, correct? Correct, yeah. So um, I think with everyone, uh, we're operating at a reduced capacity in a sense with everything going on, with everything shut down. And uh, that's me as well. Um, I've cut back to a couple days a week. And it's not in sports, unfortunately, which is my passion. But uh, I'm working on the news side of things, too. So for NBC10 Boston, I'm putting together clips for uh, their, their news coverage with all of this. Because I think with the coronavirus and the 24-7 um, you know, sense of we, everyone needs to know what's going on, there's more of a need for news people. And uh, that's where I happen to uh, branch out in a little bit. And it's been good because it's been giving me somewhat of a paycheck for the past Four or five weeks, I think, is when really it's it really kicked into that. And have you been going into the studio? You're doing a lot of work from home. Uh, I, I do go into the studio, but uh, I'm wearing a mask at all times except for when I'm at my desk because I'm the only person there. Everyone okay. else is working uh, from home because they've worked there for a while, so they kind of get that, that luxury in a sense. But um, I don't mind it because I feel safe in the building. It, it's a skeleton crew compared to what it usually is. And... Um, yeah, basically I'm going into work uh, two, three days a week and uh, 
obviously seeing what's going on there. So obviously having a global pandemic is not anything that any of us wanted, and it's obviously a horrible, horrible thing. But there are obviously, I try to look at things on the positive to a certain degree, and this has allowed you to branch outside. I know sports is your passion, mm -hmm. uh, but hey, getting more experience of even doing stuff outside of sports is great, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think for the media business, uh, you want to do everything you can or everything that's offered to you. So you really can you know, have a wide net to cast out and then eventually you find something you like and you do it. So that's, that, that's my philosophy is that I try to do everything that is offered for me uh, so I can one day find that, you know, that one thing to hold on to. So let's talk a little about NACAM. Um, I think you're doing a phenomenal job. Thank Obviously, you. this is stuff you're doing in your personal time. It's not something you get a paid for. But, um, you know, NACAM, I think, has had some times where they have had great sports coverage. And I think there's times where there's been no sports coverage. So uh, you've kind of brought your own niche. It sounds to me like Brian and the crew down there have kind of given you a little carte blanche to do a number of different things. So explain to me how it got involved with NACAM and uh, how's it going for you? Tell me some of the programs you're running down there and, and give us a little bit of the day in the life of you working for NACAM. Yeah, of course. So it's a funny story. Um, I actually got introduced to North Andover Cam when I was working at JM as a delivery driver. And one of the people there happened to order uh, some food. So I go there, um, obviously with the food. And at the time, I, I kind of heard about it, but I didn't really know much about North Andover Cam. And I asked, I'm like, you know, can I get involved? Is there, you know, stuff to do for me? Like, and I laid out my interest, and they're like, absolutely. And I got basically involved right away. And um, I started uh, doing some football games there, you know, filming the games and then doing some uh, post-game stuff, whether that was interviewing people. Uh, my good friend Casey Walsh, who's a, a, a really big North Andover Townie, sure. he was a coach at the time, so he started getting me uh, access with the players and the coaches. And now i built up a good relationship with, uh, with the head coach, John uh, John Dobzinski there. He's been great. But, um, yeah, and then I started branching out. I, um, when the football season was over, I followed around the basketball team uh, with uh, Coach Paul Tanglis. He was great. And then baseball with uh, Coach Todd Doolin. And then I think it was this year or the fall of 2019, I wanted to make it an, uh, an, an initiative of mine to cover all the sports I can. So I started doing, you know, girls volleyball, girls soccer, boys soccer, um, you know, girls basketball, the, the two hockeys. Um, and uh, and some wrestling and really my initiative was to cover everything I can and um, I, I made it happen I think um, there's 30 varsity sports in North Andover High School I believe I've given a feature to at least 20 of those teams how, how many hours a week were you working covering high school sports here in North Andover um, at least 10 hours a week I think wow um, whether that's filming games whether that's working uh, on video packages and stuff like that. I, I put a lot of time into it. And no, I, you, I think uh, I think the amount of time that I put into it has shown. Well, I mean, just off the record, we were talking, I actually thought that was a really your main job. I saw the NBC Boston was more of a part-time gig um, mm -hmm. because I see you so much around town. Um, what has access been like? You mentioned John Dubzinski, but from the athletic department, the coaches, pretty much everybody, I'm hearing love it because obviously it's giving their experience what some exposure mm -hmm. um, how do you think the access has been for you and is it something that needs to get better or is it really good access I think I'm fortunate that we have such a great athletic department and it really starts from the, the youth level as well uh, with um, all basically it sports are ingrained in in NA culture in, in my opinion at a very young age and it shows when you get to high school 
and you have you know a bunch of players at least that are respectful they're courteous you know it's it's ingrained in them and the athletic department encourages that as well i think that that laura Habaker has done a great job um in her however many years she's been here i don't know personally because i was in college at the time uh, when she was here or when, when she got here but she's done a great job and it shows in the coaches too john domzinski paul tanglis todd Doolin, lisa razanen uh, for example are some of the coaches uh Jess Davini as well um, have been really uh, appro approachable and encouraged the access because I think, you know, uh, you want your, the, your kids, you know, to have as much uh, exposure as you can and to highlight what they do on and off the court. And I think the coaches and the athletic department have been great in terms of just allowing me access to tell their stories in a sense. So tell me about the kids. I, I see interviews with some of our players and not just the, the superstars, but, you know, a lot of people that are involved with the, with the program and sports. How have the kids been? Um, obviously, I would imagine they love getting a little exposure themselves. What that, what that, what's that been like? Uh, the kids have been great um, ever since I started covering them. Uh, they always want to talk, which is great. Um, and when they talk, they give great answers, really, and answers I don't expect you know, high schoolers to give. Because uh, I think when you think of a high school athlete, you typically think of eh, like 10 words said per answer and stuff like that, kind of like limited, don't know what to talk about. But in North Andover, they've been an open book, and that's been great. And um, yeah, um, I think the players here have been excellent ever since I started covering them, just in terms of giving me answers and actually wanting to have a voice. So NA uh, Cam has allowed you to do a lot of different things, and y you mentioned Bill helping out a little bit, but a lot of this is totally a one-man show uh, in terms of production and everything else. How has being have to actually do this a lot by yourself? How has that made you better at your profession? Um, I think practice is perfect, and I think the more you do, um, the better quality work you produce. And um, and I mean I I, I don't do. A lot of the work on my own again i do have a lot of help but um times when they're not available is when i really got to kick it into overdrive and um put together the best quality i can and it kind of stinks for me because i'm kind of a a perfectionist in a sense i want what i do to feel like it's 100 percent perfect <laughs> and that takes a lot of extra time to get it up to that quality um but yeah all the work i've done whether that's sports i've also branched out i just did a story the other week about uh businesses in NA being affected by the, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, I saw that. That was good. Yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, it, it took a while to get that together. But, you know, once you ultimately put it together, it has to be the best quality work you can. And I think, you know, all the stuff I've done and putting it together really has increased um, my chances and ability to get, you know, that, that coveted job I, I want in the future. Now, when did you first think that you wanted to do something in the sports field? Am I wrong to think that you did something in high school? Were you involved with something sports-wise in high school? I got a vision of a picture of you like in a wizard's outfit or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, I didn't do anything in high school with what I currently do. But I think at a young age, I think it was around 12 or 13, I realized I wasn't going professional in any sports. <laughs> hmm. uh, I still wanted to work in sports, and I figured, well, what can I do? And uh, really, I latched onto that thing of I wanted to be a sports reporter or a sports talk show host, in a sense. So when I went to college, I picked, uh, I picked my major journalism because I think that was the area where I thought that could get me into it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always wanted to work in sports ever since I was, you know, a young kid. And I think right now what I'm doing, it's a good, it's not where I'm at, where I want to be at just yet, but it's a good step in the right direction. So 
when you graduated with a journalism major, you had a lot of good experience on that. In a perfect world, what part of the sports media would you love to do? What would you? Where do you see yourself? If I had to fast forward five, ten years, um, do you see yourself behind the desk at ESPN? What, what's 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 kind of your vision? Um, I see two paths that I would love to take. One of them is, like you said, behind the desk at an ESPN or an NBC Sports Boston. Uh, you know, being a, a sports, you know, talk show host or a sports anchor, in a sense, and really, you know, being involved with that. And the other area, I think, is, and I think it's a more re- realistic one, and I think it's also in, uh, one that more people should explore, uh, is working behind the scenes as, you know, a producer type. You know, that's the person who makes the rundowns for the shows or is going out and filming the content for the shows and putting together the show so they can make the best product possible. And I think for me, I think that's the area that's most realistic and an area I would love to explore personally. What drives you, Sam? When I look at you, and again, uh, not to criticize mm-hmm. your age group, um, but your work ethic is second to none. Um, I even see you, uh, I look out my window from my office and you're running and you're even that going intensely running down Johnson Street. Uh, you seem extremely driven to keep moving forward. Um, I don't think you're a guy that takes a lot of downtime and probably gets bored with hanging around the house. Um, what drives you? Just the ability that I can't sit down on my butt all day and watch TV. I need to be out there and I need to be constantly doing something. And I think that's good for the industry that I work in and want to get into more is that, you know, the go-getters are the ones that ultimately get the big piece of the pie. And I think for me, you know, going out there and, you know, uh, covering sports, uh, going out for runs and stuff like that really has uh, motivated me to, you know, ultimately want the job that I want. So just the inability to do nothing I think is a great motivator for me and that's what's kept me going and I, and I love your hunger so I wanted to get into a question so being here as long as I've been here I can't tell you how many kids have actually said to me I, I want to work in the sports field I want to be in the media I want to be a broadcaster I want to be an interviewer etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, and a lot of them quite frankly don't go in that direction how hard is it to break into your field and what would be your maybe suggestions to some kids on terms of you know what you need to do um, to possibly break in you you mentioned a little bit sometimes it's who you know and you need that break which we all know that in any profession uh, but how hard is it to break into the sports media field it, it, it's incredibly hard and I don't mean to say this as a deterrent but you got to be prepared for some rejection before you ultimately enter the industry uh, it took me five months or so before I was able to get my first job in the sports industry. And um, it is kind of like um, Greek life in college. It is more of a who you know here, and you have to impress some people before you're widely accepted as someone who's in the industry. And, um, yeah, it's, it really is tough, and it took me a while. But I think if you have that, that work ethic um, that you want to be the best that you can, it helps. I also think uh, trying anything and everything is great too. And uh, having more on your resume is better than having one specific thing. And um, it, it took me a while because for you know the longest time I only had you know college radio as my experience. And then I, ho- I actually got my job at NBC Sports Boston because I volunteered at NACAM and really got involved with that. So, and also just to be confident too. Um, you, um, it takes a lot of guts and courage to approach someone and ask for help or um, in in that sense. And I think you kind of have to be willing to do that. You have to step outside of your comfort zone. And when you do that, you have a better chance of landing a job in the media, sports industry, in, in general, in my opinion. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I got to be honest with you, Sam, not, not kissing up or anything, but I have no doubt that you're going to be very successful because of what I see is this unbridled uh, work ethic um, and mm-hmm. this resiliency to, um, to beat the odds. And uh, I'm hoping at some point in time, uh, as you continue to grow, that maybe I can have you in to talk to some young Sam Murrays and, <laughs> and kind of hear a lot of the things that you're saying right now of what it might take to get that. Let's talk about NA for a second. Mm-hmm. How did North Andover in general uh, help develop Sam Murray into who he is right now? Um, so I think I mentioned this already, but I feel as though for what I want to do uh, in the industry I work in, I think sports here uh, is really ingrained early on, and I think that's fantastic because sports not only encourage competition, but they encourage uh, a sense of community in a sense and uh, really want to form bonds and relationships over the years. And I think that's been a help with pointing me in the right direction in a sense like that is sports is so important. And I also think there's a lot of resource available too. Uh, for example, I was a big fan of, uh, of the youth center here growing up, and I think that's important for uh, – obviously establishing more of a sense of community. I think we have one of the best high schools in the state in terms of education. Um, you know, I, I think the teachers there are great. I think the administration there is great. And I think that helped me, uh, you know, really get a, a sense of uh, drive and um, success in, in a general because, you know, the better education resources you have, the more successful you'll be, in my opinion. And I think that really helped me too, is that we have such a great school system here in, in North Andover. And in general, just the, the relationships I've made with uh, adults, kids, friends here have, have, you know, from an early age have been great. And it really has uh, shaped me into the person I am today. And besides spending four years of college down in Kingston, uh, you've lived here pretty mm-hmm. much your whole life. Um, and you, you did say that you're going to be branching out and moving out to Medford. What, what's it going to be like for Sam Murray leaving North Andover? <laughs> it's going to be tough. And uh I'm not used to it. And again, I, I lived um, about four years down in, in Kingston in college, but I was making weekend trips home. I was visiting friends. So, you know, when I'm out of town, really, for the first time ever in my life, it's, uh, it's going to be an adjustment. I'm going to miss seeing the people around here. I'm going to miss going on runs and running into people and stuff like that, or going to the convenience store, running into people, going to, to J&M downtown, seeing people. So it's going to be an adjustment, but uh, I'm ready because everyone has to leave the nest eventually. And uh, whether you return to the nest or not, that's up to you. And one day I think I would like to return here. But for now, i got to start a new journey, and that is uh, leaving North Andover just for who, uh, who knows. Well no? said. Will you continue doing work for NA Cam, or are you going to move on from that too? Um, I would like to, but I don't know what my career is going to be like and uh, sure. however many months it is from now uh, when sports start back up. And it is unfortunate the MIAA canceled spring sports, but I understand it. You know, it's for the health and the safety of everyone. It's unfortunate that seniors aren't going to, you know, have that last chance to, uh, you know, be there with their teammates, their coaches, and family cheering them on. Um, But I think um, I would like to continue to do it. It's just um, we'll see where I am in a couple months. Sure, and we wish you the best of luck with that. I'm hoping that um, if you do have to cut back or even leave NA Cam, that there is someone that can pick up what you've done because it has been phenomenal the last year and a half what you've done, and mm-hmm. uh, we need to continue building on that. Let me ask you, behind the mic, what, um, what broadcaster do you even relate to the most or you kind of model yourself after? Is there anyone that kind of has a little bit of a mentor behind the mic? Um, well, definitely the people at, 
at NACAM have been great. Um, Bill Robert in particular, um, he also does sports with me. He's a big hockey guy. He does a lot of the hockey broadcast and stuff. He's been great, you know, kind of teaching me the ropes from day one, uh, really being a mentor in that sense. And now working with him and being uh, a colleague instead of a, a, you know, a student has been great. And obviously Brian Frazier, uh, Susan Martin, and uh, Ray De Silva down there have been great. Um, and in terms of, uh, I, I, I think some coaches have taken me under their wing too and really have helped me get, you know, that first sense. Uh, John Tobzinski has been great. He was really the first coach I built uh, a relationship with. And uh, he, uh, he really has been modeled after that. And Paul Tanguis, the basketball coach, has been great too. Uh, he, he actually approached me uh, and um, said what great coverage I was doing when I'm, I hadn't even, I don't think, I, I, I had never met him before. Right. But when I talked to him, it was like he had known me for, you know, I, many years in terms of that sense. He's been great. Um, what about on the national media? So when you sit around yourself and watch a hockey game or a basketball game, baseball game, football game, uh, and you listen to these voices, uh, you know, whether it's Jim Nance or anybody else, who do you kind of like their style and maybe even model yourself a little after? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I was a big fan of, uh, of Vern Lundquist, uh, the CBS guy, and I actually got to meet him in Pittsburgh, so that was kind of like a starstruck moment yeah. <laughs> in terms of that. Um, I, I really like his model. Um, I think it's kind of basic, but, you know, Al Michaels is, is a great inspiration. I think he is excellent at what he does, and the kind of model uh, myself after him is, is good. And uh, in terms of radio, I think radio was my f first sports passion, and who knows, maybe I can explore that later. But, uh, but Michael Felger uh, mm -hmm. really is uh, a person I like, would like to model my career after because I think he's driven and I think he's the best at what he does. And uh, he takes no crap. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, he's been great too. But at the, yeah, at the national and local level, those three really have been probably my favorite growing up and watching them and seeing what they do. Not the end of high school, one last question about the high school. Mm -hmm. When you look back at your four years there, who was your favorite teacher and why? So my favorite teacher, I have a couple. Uh, well, I never took a class with him, but, uh, but Mr. Van Horn was great. And he was a football coach of mine, but he was awesome. He helped me out a lot, so he was good. And uh, Mrs. Fry was also my favorite teacher personally. She taught AP Gov. Um, she is excellent, and um, she was really nice to me, helped me out a lot. And uh, it's good to see her son have such success at Penn State. And he's probably going to get drafted next year. Absolutely. I think, so. Pat's amazing. So good for him. And, uh, yeah, she was excellent. Awesome. All right, we're going to do a little thing with you, uh, the lightning round, okay? Uh, would like you to answer as quick as you pod, not, not to really give you much time to think about. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously the rage, Jordan or LeBron? I got to go Jordan, uh, and especially this documentary is going to prove why I think he's the greatest of all time, and his competitiveness will never be matched again. Not, I agree with you. Belichick or Brady? So this is tough, but I'm going to say Belichick because I think both of them need each other, but I think at the end of the day, Belichick is the reason why the Patriots have been so successful because of the way that he's outcoached everyone in the NFL. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Favorite sport for Sam to cover? I, I'm biased towards football. It, it's got to be football. I think that's the best sport, uh, in my opinion, and covering it is my favorite too because this just – it's just nonstop action. We talked a little bit about this, but dream job. I think either being a sports anchor, sports talk show host, or being the producer for the number one rated show in whatever market I'm in. I think that's my dream job. Awesome. Favorite high school sports memory for you? 
Um, it has to be, and I wasn't playing in this, but it was in 2013 when North Andover welcomed the number one ranked Central Catholic Red Raiders and upset them in great fashion. And it was good to see my friends Kyle White and Brennan Miller end up doing that. That was probably my favorite memory. Yeah, that was a great memory. Favorite college sports memory for you personally? Um, so not in college. It was when UConn won the 2011 National Championship because I loved Kemba Walker, and also I won my bracket that year thanks to that pick. <laughs> and in college, it was when I traveled to Pittsburgh, and I got to see URI win the Atlantic 10 Conference Championship uh, over VCU. Uh, that was my favorite me sports memory covering, at least. Nice. And last one, you need to be Nostradamus on this. Who would have won the NCAA basketball tournament this year? Maybe it's because I'm biased and I watched them kick the crap out of URI, but the Dayton Flyers and uh, Obi Toppin, uh, he was the best player in college. And I think that in college sports, particularly in basketball, you need that one good player to carry you. And that would have been Obi Toppin and, and the Dayton Flyers. Now, I didn't know you were going to say that, but Dayton was my squad. Dayton and Kansas were my two squads that would face off in the final, hopefully. Um, but yeah, Dayton, if you didn't get to see Dayton this year, you missed a really entertaining basketball team um, and I just wish people could have saw them on national television a little bit more but that's great all right let's talk a little bit about that friend group of yours obviously I love talking about uh, you know old friends and I remember this when you were in middle school through high school who's the Sam Murray North End of a friend group um so I have a pretty big squad and uh, I think that's because a lot of people like me <laughs> but it's uh it's Brendan Miller Kyle White Stephen Borzi Louis Farisi uh, Cam Hall uh, and then we have like another subgroup and, you know, and, and they're really good, good friends of mine, but it's, uh, Casey Walsh, Evan Guild and Colin Couillard. I think that's my squad. And, uh, I'm happy that, you know, throughout all the years, we've still remained as close as we are and still are great friends. Were you participating in that friend group's, uh, notorious basketball games down at the Reynolds playground at all? Uh, a little bit, but they're too good for me, <laughs> <laughs> especially Brandon and Kyle. They're two of the best players I've ever seen. So it's not as fun playing with them, but, uh, they're, they're excellent to watch. I yeah. enjoy watching them. Well, I know a lot of your friend group, and it's it's a really good group of kids. And I told you earlier, I had Brendan and Kyle on, along with Kyle's girlfriend last year for a podcast, and uh, they were raving about you and who you are and what you become, and uh, I definitely have to agree. We have to wrap up right now, but I'm going to give you what we call the final word. Um, initially, I think you kind of answered my initial final word question around breaking into sports, but what would you want to say to – to young kids or even uh, even parents in this town about you know the the path that you've chosen and uh, if somebody was interested what do they got to do I think for media uh, it's always going to be there whether that's uh, on TV or more recently multimedia um, so there's always going to be a need for that and uh, if you ever have an inkling that you want to do that I think you should follow it and um, obviously it's a tough industry to break into, as I've mentioned, and as it's, it's evidenced uh, just in general. But uh, I think being confident and not being afraid to approach people is an important skill. I think having to drive to wanna you know, be the best that you are and work hard, I think is another important skill. And uh, trying everything and anything you can, whether that's in middle school and high school, or whether that's in college with, with the different organizations. I think following those three things and above all else, just wanting to be the very best that you can is the best advice I, I can give to people because that's what I did. And uh, I'm not at the, the peak just yet, but if I continue what I'm doing, then I think I will be at the peak. And uh, yeah, that, that's the advice I give the kids is just 
try hard, try everything and anything, and uh, just be confident and uh, be approachable too. Some great advice there. Sam, I'm not saying this because you're here. I've been actually watching you the last 18 months you've been here, and uh, I actually feel I got a good read on potential with people, and I really believe you are going to be successful. Um, I think uh, your work with NACAM and ABC TV is only the start of of a great career, and I hope you get to reach all of your goals and your dreams. and I want you, when you become the next Vern Lundquist, that uh, you don't forget <laughs> us here at the Youth Center and, uh, you know, maybe come back and mentor some of our young kids who would like to break into that. So this wraps up our podcast. I want to thank you again, Sam, for coming on the Youth Center podcast. Yeah, no, thank you very much. It was great. And you guys should always check. When we get back to a little bit of normalcy here, check out Sam. And, and right now you can check out on YouTube and NATV. Tell, check out all of his great work he's done, which has been outstanding. So again, thanks for attending the, the today's podcast. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is never enough passion.